Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Willis. And you are listening to The Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. Hey, I'm Pat B. off in all directions. Should we get an animal Hold on a second, mate. Let me check myself in. Ah, better. Okay. Only hearing one voice now in my head. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of The Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. On the side of me is my man, my homeboy, looking a little confused because his power's out of whack. Yeah, about- sounds whack. like we were uh, overlapping ourselves a little bit in the headphones, hey, but we're good now. We're this good show's now. just so hip, we transcend time and space, my friend. We're, what we're saying is so important, it plays back to us after we say it. That's mm, what it is, I think. Absolutely. How are you doing, man? You all right? I am terrible, my friend. Yes, indeed. <laughs> no, I spent most of last week bedridden. Yeah. Yeah, you were. Uh, you're not feeling it, man. You're not feeling it. You all right now, though? You look good. Absolutely. You know, you're not, upright, you know anyways. It's not like the elephant man walking in the room. You know. <laughs> <laughs> this is my support structure, ladies. Hey, and I'm saying uh, I'm supporting you right now. I'm saying you look all right. You Killing look good, me. man. Killing me, y'all. For those of you that can't see and aren't watching us on the Twitch stream, I'm broadcasting from my iron lung. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are broadcasting live on Twitch. If you're not checking us out, you should be at twitch.tv slash down. Mm-hmm. And also, we can uh, hear us live on wmfradio.com slash, well, actually slash live, but eventually we'll upload to uh, the, uh, the page there as well. But in the house, I need to introduce our illustrious guests. I'll look across the table at the always well-informed, the always Kawhi, <laughs> Amy McCaw. Hello. 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 And of course, the engineer, very official, keeping us looking amazing, always diligent on the job, always spiky and pasty. I'm talking, of course, <laughs> about just Johnny. You. <laughs> hey. Spiky and, and pasty. Spiky, but you gotta be. <laughs> and in the booth, they have my main man, DJ Herbie Herb. Hey, guy. Hey, keeping it sounding amazing, crisp, delicious, and ultra sexy every week. All right, so like I said, we have an action-packed show for you, dude. Mm-hmm. we got so much material that's coming out the waz. It's oozing out of orifices. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, try- I'm trying to avoid technical yeah. jokes and things because we're talking about anime later on. Nah. But Yeah, I don't want to get the party Get them in now. It's okay. I won't make any. You can have them, Pat. It's uh, my gift to you. Just, okay, thank you. Thank you. Free hands body parts are just like, yeah, just like dripping. <laughs> okay, stop. Oh, I'll stop. Sorry. Um, no, let's jump right into it, dude. We mm-hmm. have a serious um, bit of information I want to. Uh, I want to. Uh, I want to actually have a back and forth with because um, I'm familiar with PewDiePie. You mm-hmm. guys familiar with PewDiePie in the house? No. Yeah. Tragically. Oh. oh okay. All I right. mean. All right. Well, most of us are in the know. Um, Johnny, you want to break down who PewDiePie is for Johnny? For uh, for Johnny? For uh, Adam? Sure. Uh, so PewDiePie is a YouTube streamer, uh, probably the most popular YouTube streamer. He has over 50 million subscribers. So how you didn't hear about PewDiePie, I don't know. Well, not everyone is plugged in like that. But mind you, he said Adam lives a good subscribers, life. not Yeah, but I don't, I, don't, I don't plug in quite that way. Uh, it's just like uh, a lot of people are going to have 50 million people. I mean, what's that, what's that idiot? Uh, Alex Jones has 50 million people <laughs> listening to him as well. So, and I, and I like choose no not else. to listen to him as well. So. Goblin vomit. I understand this guy is a YouTube person, and he made some waves, but you know what I mean. I, I don't. I don't plug into that, so I. I, I don't pay attention enough to be affected by it's it. It's all good. It's all I guess, good. Thankfully, and, you know. Well, by comparison, in YouTube terms, he's pulled like Michael Jackson level fame. Yeah, like right. he's, you know, he's like, the top tier of what you can achieve with a name like on that, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Okay. he's he's like YouTube and he's, Bono and Prince. He's been doing this a very long level. time for context also. Like he's yeah. kind of been in this like video game playthrough like whole whole kind of realm of that he got in really early so he's been a name right. not even so much quality I use youtube for, for like, a really long time i use youtube for like highlander episodes and stuff like that so are they on there really, you just changed yeah, they my are. life they you are. just they're, changed my life i'm watching the dark quickening when i get home by the way they're they're all on there every single episode all right so, uh, so. you'll never see me on this show again i'm watching highlander she's booked for the next three months before you do promise to finish out this episode first i gotta i gotta go all right all right, well, PewDiePie has been posting for a long time, and his videos started off as like gameplay and then expanded into the PewDiePie kind of network. He does yeah. his own content videos, etc. Well, recently he come under fire for uh, mm-hmm. some of that content mm-hmm. being covered by the Wall Street Journal as, um, as racist, as anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the proper story here... Is uh, YouTube celebrity PewDiePie comes under fire, as I mentioned, uh, for the content of his comics being perceived as racist and some stuff adopted by the alt-right. Mm. Uh, Felix Jelberg, as uh, Kjellberg, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, a.k.a. PewDiePie, that's his name. 
um, came under backlash when a Wall Street Journal article, a uh, journal investigation into his YouTube channel, found a total of nine videos that have been posted since uh, August 2016 yeah. that featured Nazi imagery. Yep. Uh, some of them featured what people call anti-Semitic humor. And uh, a lot of it seemed to be taken to extremes and accepted by dubious audiences. Now, as a result of the uh, journal's investigation, PewDiePie's lost partnerships and Endorsements. They're um, fake news anyway, though, so I don't know. How <laughs> well, it's fake news. I mean, we're technically fake news. Mm-hmm. We're the real to the fake. Make no mistake, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Here's our tagline. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Get that to Trump. We're ready. <laughs> the realest of the fake. Oh, I'm digging it. Um, where was I? Um, the negative press. He's lost. Oh, most lo- one of the most notable. Um, partnership that he lost, which uh, really like you know came to light, came yep. out with like oh god sirens and stuff, was um, the Disney-owned Maker Studios. Yep. Uh, so once you start delving into Disney territory, it's like big, yep. big bucks are on the line. Now um, he hacked up good. Well, he did, but also keep in mind like this has spawned a tidal wave of support. Uh, from other YouTube celebrities that support him that say, oh, wait, what's up? Well, I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. Well, I'm, I'm just emphasizing that uh, it's not just uh, the journal and media outlets saying this guy's a racist, he's a, he's a, you know, a Nazi, we should cut him off and stuff. It's also been a lot of um, his friends and other YouTube, yeah. uh, well, other uh, streamers in general, uh, supporting him, coming out and saying this was content that was taken out of context. Uh, I, I, I've watched back. this content. Mm-hmm. It's anti-Semitic as hell. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like Jew jokes and like you know it's it's all right. It's it's there. It's there. There's, right there's, in front you know, of you. he makes racist cut statements. Like there's no black and white here. There's no like you know there's no gray area. He's 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 done these things. So what's the context of the videos then? Because there's Th- you know it's, it's, it's a, like a stand-up comedian like making a, a few jokes sort and then doing it like ah you know is, he'll be he'll be like doing a stream of something and then kind of make like an off-color remark. But it's a completely unnecessary remark, you know. Okay, what, well, like, is there an just, example? Well, I don't. I mean, well, there are a few of them. It, yeah. Um, oh, well, yeah, yeah, I, won't, you, I won't go too you, deeply you, into yeah. it. What I will say, and also, I do want to, I, I do want to point out that it has been, um, like, specifically Jewish. Yes. Uh, people that have called some of this out. Yes. But also, some of them have come to his defense. So that's where, like, we I want to have the, I want to actually have the discussion here. Look, there's always that out, one like, person that's going to sit there and be like, "Yeah, but you know, it's their right to say it." But there has to come a point where. If you are, here's the way I view it. If okay. you are a public figure, mm-hmm. as PewDiePie is, yes. he is a public figure, and he knows this about himself. You are someone that people are watching, and you are creating entertainment and content. Be aware yeah. of what you there's are. There's no excuse at that point saying. when you're that big. Exactly. Right? Oh, there is, but it, it just, I mean, I'm not just. There's like this shock, like, oh, well, well, you know, it's his right to say these things, but there comes a point where maybe. It's kind of not. It's right. To, that's the thing is, people not, are forgetting. Right. It's like you have the right to say them, but doesn't make you. It, it still doesn't make you okay. wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Like you have the right. Like you he have the make, right to be wrong, yeah. but at the end of the day, you're still wrong. <laughs> he can and say that whatever is he wants, problem. and well, Disney has the right to be like, well, well, well then screw you guys. Well, here's the question: yes, Then exactly. where is the line? Um, one of the main videos that they're talking about was uh, a series he did that was uh, criticizing Fiverr, the uh, service. If anyone doesn't know, Fiverr is a service where uh, different. Well, professionals offer their services for different rates, starting at $5 for this and that. Mm. And he was going after them, saying that people on Fiverr will essentially do anything just for money. And to prove that, he had a series of videos asking people to do really awful things for the starting fee of the 5 bucks, including one of the main ones featured in the, um, in the journal investigation, having uh, actors dress up as Jesus Christ and say things... Uh, such as, you know, Hitler wasn't that bad, or, you know, they didn't mm. have so uh, well. disguising Hitler, something. Hitler was right, was the yeah. Hitler the main was right. Yeah, and you know what? Was right. it, was, it wasn't funny when it won the Mountain Dew naming competition, and it's not funny when PewDiePie did it. Right, so you're like, disguising a, like a, a gimmick as something to, 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 to back this kind of racism, it seems like, well, right? right. So. so let's put a little bit of context on us. Being PewDiePie. an edgelord. Right, I'm, I'm just playing <laughs> devil's advocate, seeing things from, from all angles. Uh, PewDiePie, uh, you mentioned he's a public figure, but he's a public entertainment figure. Right? So you have to put him into that boat. You, don't, you can't hold him up to the standards of a politician. You have to hold him up to the standards of other uh, entertainment yeah. figures. And, and we as a society have a right to be like, yo, we don't want our entertainers 
telling us Hitler didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Well, so we actually there there is precedent for this, right? So taking consideration like South Park, right? Mm-hmm. They they don't pull any punches. They go all out and they be offensive and they cover topics that are uh, you know, highly. I mean, there was that one, that famous episode where they uh, got death threats uh, because they were uh, going to have a cartoon depiction of um, Muhammad. I do remember that story. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, there is context, and you need to you need to sort of look into the context of these. I think it was like seven or nine different videos that PD, seven or nine different yeah. videos featuring sort of anti-Semitic. Yeah. That's like, uh, no, it's things. like seven or nine too many. That's, right. Yeah. It, yeah it we're, we're literally sitting here being like, well, so he, he is, he totally can be saying this stuff <clears throat> and like he can. And then, yeah. He totally can be called out for it, yeah. which is what we're doing. Yeah, so no one's the, above that. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. most people were in defense and coming to his defense, saying is that, uh, and I got a couple of different angles on this, mm-hmm. which I may or may not agree with. Uh, a couple of them were saying you have to understand it's comedy; it's meant to push limits and meant to break, you know, uh, barriers and really expose uh, the ignorance of some people. Basically, coming from the angle of this is edgy comedy uh, to expose ignorance by uh, emphasizing ignorance, uh, by portraying ignorance in certain lights, and then some others that were saying um, that were saying it's uh, comedy, but more of of a pastiche that was taken out of context. Like the overall message is this is wrong, but by doing it's wrong, you look at one, you spotlight one specific area, and you negate the rest of the argument, which I can see being done if it's the Wall Street Journal article, article, they see one video, and that's offensive, but that's a part of a four-video series that's meant to emphasize one larger point. I think he, yeah, he screwed up Royal here, but I'm not sure if that makes him a racist, as much as it might just make him an idiot. I was going to say, it makes him an idiot. Yeah. It makes, I mean, him, yeah, makes I, him a dumb dumb. I, I, yeah. think, I think we all collectively agree yeah. it wasn't the smartest I don't necessarily do. think this man is like a hardcore anti-Semite racist or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's just a moron just for saying these things. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, all right. So there is some some degree of uh, libel that's sort of happening here uh, because uh, part of the, fe- the videos that were featured... They were segmented and handpicked to show what the I think it was the Washington Post or Wall Street Journal, uh, Wall, Street Wall, Journal. Wall Street Journal that they wanted people to see. Right? No one, everyone knew that they weren't going to go to the whole context of the of these video clips. Yeah. And one of them uh, specifically was when he dressed up in sort of Nazi outfit, sort of watching videos of Hitler. Uh, but when you look at the that particular video in its entirety, it the whole video was about how he wasn't. Um, anti-Semitic, and mm. he wasn't uh, alt-right this, or anything like that, well, the, and he was might, mocking people. This might sound totally insane, so you might hear me out on this, but if you are Amy, totally not an anti-Semite, what if you don't dress up like a Nazi? Yeah. See, the real the problem is is that it's coming out now, and, and now I know there's crazy. this culture now of, like, the, when there's a lot of anti-Semitism going on right now, there's a lot of just, like, things that are passing for... Uh, for normal and that and that it shouldn't be allowed, you know what I mean, with this administration and, and everything that's happening. It's 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 a very troubling time. So for this to come out now, it just seems everyone's kind of had enough of it. Yeah, that's a, that's a very filled. good way to put and it. And then there's no real like there's no gray area anymore. It's just like there's there's this rampant rise in these hate groups and these Nazis and there's things and people are saying these horrible things and then getting punched in the face on video for <laughs> for doing it. And, 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 and all this is happening. So this is such. yes, this is. This this is happening, so this well, is coming out now. I think everyone's just like super tuned to it and just like really had their fill. Where even if it's joking and he doesn't know and he's just dumb, mm-hmm. it's just people have had enough. And, and I mean, then they're not wrong sense. in having enough of that. I hate to throw out the, the concept of certain audiences are being overly sensitive, but when you're on the opposite side of that and it's like you can't even make. Uh, make a, uh, a joke, and this is, I guess, yeah. kind of a devil's advocate argument. You can make a lot of jokes not in a Nazi uniform. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's that's kind of where my point is. That you can make a lot of jokes not dressed up. Well, as it reminds Nazi. me of uh, Andrew Dice Clay when he was on uh, uh, SNL in the '90s, oh, and it was oh, he was such a heated figure then yeah. for his comedy and for his misogyny and people. And there was an, actually a cast member who refused to do the show because he was the host. And now, 
she walked off the show and she was eventually let go but like he was and his defense was like listen I'm a character on TV just like you play a character every Saturday night on TV mm-hmm. and of course he wasn't w- walking around abusing women like that but like his, some of his comedy which wasn't going to be brought on the show but like his comedy was that well yeah and people were right to be a, someone like people were, had a right to be offended though you know what I mean yeah, and yeah. and they have a right to uh, do what they want but like well, the line there, see, that, that's where the line mm-hmm. there gets blurred. And, like, someone at PewDiePie's level has to realize, and you know what sucks? I like PewDiePie's material. Like, I didn't at first. It was actually, you know, we talked about it a lot on the show years ago mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I thought this was, well, yeah. we talked about well, it. I really thought yeah. he'd been coming into his own the last couple of years. Yeah. I, I found him a little It's just crazy that you guys know so much about him. I have no idea who this guy because is because I would never be, follow a guy yeah, named PewDiePie. To be fair, it's a really one, yeah. big niche thing. Yeah, like, this okay. is not yeah. like he's some overall entertainer. It's right. very much focused on, like, at the least at the beginning, like, video game playthroughs mm-hmm. and okay. kind of commentary on nerd culture and, like, a very niche area. I got gotcha, you. Gotcha. The thing is, he won me over, you know, over time. Like, this is somebody who I realized, no, it's more than I originally thought and changed my opinion to become somebody who actually likes PewDiePie's material. And then you he know, took and a one <laughs> And then this thing. No, it's just like, he's at that level now where he's got to realize I'm something more than just PewDiePie, the guy posting videos and, you know, saying funny things. But his no, defense could be, why do I have to change? This is what I've always been. It's like when you get to the point, it's like if you were a music, if you were a, 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 a famous musician and you started off really popular mm-hmm. and then, yo, hey, cool, man. People are coming to see me in the clubs late at night and stuff. And then you got huge because you played... Uh, I don't know, a Saturday morning kids show, or you played a Nickelodeon show, mm. you know, and now you've got a whole huge, like, you know, new fan base, but you're also appealing to different audiences. You can't do the same, like, hardcore nightclub stuff because you've got, like, tweens, you know, buying your albums and things. You know, you will get lambasted and roasted if you do, like, you know, blue material. But there's, just a, like there's a difference between saying, like, offensive things than being just, like, patently racist or, yeah. like, yeah, you know what I'm I mean? Also like, there's some things that are just judgment. wrong, you know what I mean? There's not like, oh, you know what I mean? He's pushing the envelope, and then there's, like, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Especially for your audience, if it's a bunch of people, like, plugged into the internet, because that's where these trolls breed, and you know what I yep. mean? And you're appealing to a certain people that don't see abstract things. They don't get yep. the joke. They don't understand satire. Mm-hmm. They don't understand it. So they just see something as being like, wow, that's, you know, I kind of agree with that, and like you know, all gung ho. It's like wave, yeah, the, you know, the right arm. That sounds right. So okay, they don't. I think that's that, that's appealing. No, 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 no. I'm I think, saying, no. I'm not saying that's, that's yeah, yeah. happening either. But I'm saying that can be probably appealing to a lot of people that just don't mm-hmm. get it. If you're saying that maybe some of it's taking out of context. If you're saying that some maybe you know is part of a larger joke. I don't think a lot of people see the larger scheme of things. I well, think we okay, can sit no, down no, and I'm glad see you said that. One of the things. One of the things that bothers me is. I'm all for friends supporting him when they see a different side of this guy. But the angles that they've been coming at in supporting him is everyone saying, it's just a joke. Take exactly. it as a joke. It's like if you have, issue, yeah, yes. if you have a legitimate point to make, make the point and help your friend. Yeah. Don't basically call the critics an idiot. Well, call the critics yeah. morons because they were offended, because they had a problem. If you have something to counteract that, present the argument appropriately. You don't just You're going to lose right, but all I also, credibility in your own argument if your whole thing... It, it's like, Adam, dude, I made fun of your mother and you got upset. It was a joke! It's like, no, man. <laughs> it's please. still... Yeah, it's exactly. Okay. That doesn't make me But I understand wrong, the irony of, of me taking a side and I don't even know what this guy stands for. I've never seen it. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do that as well. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to refuse to yes, go for this. Do. I don't yes, know the substance. I don't know what he's saying. Mm. I understand what you've been telling me, so I instantly go, like, well, maybe he's gone too far. But I don't know this. I haven't mm. seen it. And I think a lot of people, like, see an article, they see somebody say something, and they don't know the larger thing. They haven't read it. Mm. You know what I mean? So instantly they go, well, that guy means this. Like, I just don't know. And but I can say that, like, yeah, but that I... happens on both sides. Yeah. Right. Critics that are against So I want to, like, I don't things. really want to comment don't. a lot on it, just because I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I, to be honest yeah. with you, I can see, like, it if it is what I think it is, which I like, I said I don't know. It, it's probably not my cup of tea, anyway. Yeah. So, you know what okay. I mean? So I'll, that's well, all I'm saying. A little long on this. I'll close you out know. on this point. Then that happens on both sides. I'm glad you brought you broached that because we can close out on that point. Right. 
And I uh, also just want to mention, also, if anyone has anything to say on this uh, on this subject, hit us up mm-hmm. at geekdownradio at gmail.com to continue the discussion. But uh, and also we're on Twitch right now. If you're if you're uh, if you're watching, you know, chime in. But that happens on both sides. People that are intimately familiar with the material go, yeah, I've seen all these videos. You know, there's no reason for anyone to get offended. Blah, 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 blah. I know where it's coming from, etc. Without considering the fact that you are the target audience for all this humor, and you are deeply ingrained in a niche. People that aren't, that come across this, this might be offensive to some people. I'm a fan of comedians like uh, Lisa Lampanelli. You know, I like yeah. Dice Man. You know, they they say some of the most offensive stuff. Right, but you stuff, can honestly say that's this. like, holy crap, that is not okay sometimes. Yes. You know what I mean? You have to exactly. have that and area in yourself to go... Some things are are too far, and it ha- doesn't have to be for you. You can still like something, and, but yes, you can like the, 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 just the, the whole. Like you have that. to have that. And a really big problem these days is that if you call someone out and you're just saying, "Hey, man." You know, that was a little too much. You then have the trolls rising well, from their internet yeah. sewers to everyone's kind of flood all you. In. Everyone's all in. They push their chips all in the center. Yep. As soon as they get like, hey, I think that. And it's like everyone goes super defensive, super yep. picking exactly. aside, and there's no middle ground anymore. Yeah. There's no and like, where we maybe are. they messed something up. And somebody says like, hey, man, you went too far. And that person's I'm the like, same oh. way, though. I'm the same way. Somebody says something like that, and I'll just give it like, hey, well, you know what I mean? And I kind of, you know, that part of me that's a little bit like testy, and you know yeah. what I mean. Wants yeah. to raise hell a little like bit. Somebody had a stab suck. It's just like, bam, yeah, bam, you know. Bam. But I'll go. What at- you mean? I told you, I gave you the correct change. What you mean? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Don't mess with black Adam. But yeah, I'll, I'll say something that sometimes I don't even believe, and I'll like think about something. Why did I do that? You know what yeah. I mean? But like, uh, uh, I I think the only way I defend it is like I, like a little bit later, mm-hmm. I settle down and go, well, you know, I was wrong, and I uh, I have the ability to say I was wrong, mm-hmm. and I don't think a lot of people have that. But um, it's true. It's it's it's, it's, it's a tough it's it's a tough time because I think a, it's it's getting out. There there, you know what I mean? The internet is a dangerous place for floating an idea <laughs> or floating a thing that, that misses. Like, comics do that all the time. Uh, what was the Trevor Noah thing when he they dug his uh, his Twitter feed from, like, years before, and they, mm-hmm. they came up with something that was offensive, and they wanted to blast him for it. He's like, I was testing material. Com- comedians do that yeah. all the time. They've yeah. done it over That's the years. Story about but now sign. it lives forever yeah. on this, That's this also a super media good, platform. relevant point, though. The issue here is... This isn't like seven years ago. PewDiePie did this crap. It's right. like this two, months ago, two months ago. Two months ago, in the heat of all this, anyone that can access that material yes. can use it against you at any point. You have to be aware that when you there get to a certain level, a, you become a that footprint target. for everything. Now you uh, leave even, a, a digital footprint for yeah. everything you've ever done, and that's why. Oh man, like. Uh, Eventually, I'm gonna have a kid, and I'm just—I don't know how to raise them in this world. You know what I mean? Because I don't know how to exist in either. You know, it's uh, well, it's I, tough, I, I, man. I it is, it and they, it's a scary It'll place out there. Digitized clone that does all the hard work. Yeah, you know, we're gonna have those Jetsons robots and stuff. Sure, hopefully they'll that take care of us. But hey, yeah, it's, it's, I, dig, it's, I dig a Rosie. If I could add a little bit, if you don't, if no one complained or found Eric Cartman. So outrageously uh, bad and offensive. But I'm saying the satire was maybe different. It was so obviously in-your-face you, satire. Well, that with can that. you say that it's that? Because Eric Cartman was a character of the 90s yeah. and early 2000s, whereas PewDiePie is a character of the 2010s. So it comedy does change along with the right. demographics. So comedy right. and a lot of those, uh, but a lot of those co- those jokes don't. Comedy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. A lot of those things don't hit the same way as they did then either. You know what I mean? You can't judge it by the same standards over time. I'm saying, that, like she said, this has happened recently. We can't go like, hey, this joke in the '90s. This is true. If you have anything else to say, hit us up. We'd love to hear about it. We can have a back and forth. We'll sit down and discuss over a warm fire and a hot cup of cocoa. All right, but no, I want to get into this comic review I got to check out, my friend, because, dude, I'm a huge Batman fan. I'm a <laughs> moderate Superman fan. And the exploits of Damian Wayne have just been, well, since he's been brought back, uh, have just been very interesting to me, especially since they've been talking about, oh, we're going to bring him on TV, and then bring him on TV, and they're going to bring him in the show, and then didn't bring him in the show, and then he's in this animated movie. Cool. Going to be on this show now. And they're toying with us. They're toying with my emotions. I'm tired of it. <laughs> well, now I feel like my prayers have been answered. Uh, in this new comic out from um, out from DC, Super Sons, uh, starring Damian Wayne, the son of Batman, and John Kent, Jonathan Kent, young Johnny Kent, uh, son of Superman. Now, the actual breakdown, because we have to give the plot. <clears throat> if you're bored from Super Sons, 
you can truly surprise me. As what? Oh, that's a sorry. That's a review. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> Robin. And, I, I I clicked it's on the wrong dang on thing. That's dang fine, on friend. Thing. But Robin and Superboy team up. That's pretty much all this is. It's a very loose premise. It's just hey. You know, Batboy was bored one day, decided, I'm going to, you know, peek in on Superboy's world and see how the other half lives. He actually says that, see how the other half lives. That's something a child would say. That sounds legit. Pretty much, (laughs) but it's coming at it from the point of, like, this is Dennis the Menace and, uh, what was his friend, Joey? This is Dennis the Menace and Joey just kind of, like, you know, messing around in each other's worlds. You know, one always gets into trouble, one accepts trouble as it comes, and they're interacting in a Huck Finn, Tom Sawyer kind of way. Mm. And I like it. I like the fact that this didn't force some huge over, you know, hanging uh, doom premise on us. It's just, yeah, they're kids. They wanted to play around, so they did. Mm. And it's they're super, they're super kids, so it's not uh, play around on such a loosey-goosey basis. But it's, um, I don't know, it's, it's fun. I want to say it's fun without saying fun, because that makes it sound a little glib. But it's a book no, that's written from a more lighthearted point of view. Fun's got a bad rap these days yeah, in comics, I, like I think. Fun. You know what I mean? Like, comics can lighthearted be fun. and fun is good. You know what I mean? Sometimes <laughs> things with no dark. drama. I think TV's definitely done this to us later. Like, sometimes things just wholesome and good. And like, it's, it's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then 2017, we can have that and still appreciate it, right? You're right. It's a good digestif after um, all the uh, heavy comic stuff from last right, year. Especially yeah. if you're a Marvel fan where they just ended the 400 episodes again, of, again, you know, SVU. Yeah, <laughs> it, just, it just gets too raw. And DC seemed to be going on that, on that, on that, on that slippery slope. And this is a nice little turnoff. This is, this is something I'm saying. They've no, been wait, trying. Wait, DC's been definitely trying. I don't want to use again, like, lighthearted. Mm-hmm. But DC's definitely been pushing the more, uh, you know, just light storyline. I think they're trying to get away from that, that, it's, that, it's, that darkness, you know what I mean? You know, I confess I only really read limited things, but I've been following uh, John Constantine Hellblazer. Oh my God, And it's, yes. it's really Thank good. It's, and it's not, it's uh, you know, it's not, it's obviously not the old one. This, we're not going to go on a tangent about a different comic, but just saying that they. it's a very good example of keeping it more lighthearted, cheeky, while still delivering interesting storylines, mm-hmm. whereas, you know, you go back even five years ago, DC was very like, and now, grit tea you know, yeah. man pain yeah. is coming for the. <laughs> it's like, and who then, are you? Why and then are you Swamp Thing is yeah. like sad. Swamp Thing is crying. Oh, and... He's like, what about Batman? He's got a mysterious past. What about Swamp yeah. Thing? He's got a mysterious past. What about Superman? <laughs> he died. Now he's back, but he's got a mysterious past. <laughs> he just broke okay. up with his girlfriend and he hates you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Bang, bang, Seriously, bang, God yeah. forbid those offshoot books, Wildstorm, <laughs> who are they? Well, okay, well, this one has gone out of its way to emphasize the similarities of the kids to their parents in a, I don't know, James Bond Jr. type of way. Uh, it's like Batman. <laughs> well, think about it this way. Like, Batman's very educated and, like, super uh-huh. skilled and all this stuff and very sure of himself. And Damien's kind of a douche. But he's, you know, the, the young <laughs> version of that. He's like, you know, yeah, I know, I know everything. How Batman's son would be, too. In real well, this one starts uh, off with him, him, <laughs> him, him kind of, like, hijacking the school bus, uh, 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 John Kent school bus, just because he can. So he drives the kids to school. He's 13 years old. Mm-hmm. But he's like, yeah, so I can drive. Name of John tells five. So I drove the bus. Take that. You know, like, wow, what? Huh? What? How? Huh? That's a kid thing. You know, that's something small. They wrote that in the book part of the story, and it's fun to read. I had a good time reading this. I really enjoyed how they went into the character personalities. They're really emphasizing the char- the differences in the way uh, Damian Wayne would approach situations to how Jonathan Kent approaches situations. Uh, it's also very... If you're relatively familiar with the characters of Superman, the characters of Batman, you can kind of see what they're going to do with these two kids. But it still doesn't take away from the uh, reading experience. I love the story so far. I also really like the artwork. It's very vibrant. It's bright. It's not doing that whole dichotomy of anytime you see uh, Robin on screen, it's dark. Anytime you see Superboy, it's light. It's just... No, it just always looks good, regardless. They have a very even color, pal- color palette, which I know some books we used to do for effect, and that gets tiring after a while because it's cool in one book, maybe in two, in all of them, and that kind of tainted Batman's uh, uh, Batman versus Superman for Batman Superman, or the combo book mm-hmm. uh, for a while for me. This um, has promise. Okay, I highly recommend it. Nice. As of right now, it is uh, Super Sons. Do check it out. I right on. This. All right, I will actually. 
Oh, thank you. But Adam, uh-huh. you, my man, got. The, I'm jealous, dude. You got to check out the yeah. Oscar nominated. And I show. try to check these out every every year. It's around this time. Uh, the the Coolidge uh, in particular does. Um, the collection of Oscar-nominated short films. They do the live-action and they do the animated mm-hmm. um, uh, short films that uh, come out every year. And I got to see the live-action uh, this past week, which is great. All the collected uh, short films have been nominated for the Oscar this past year. Mm-hmm. And it's a really, really good bunch of uh, of, of, of movies um, that came out this year. Last year's, there was a, it was a little too heavy. Everything last year seemed to be like, you know, there was like this immigrant struggle and like these wars and there was this like really like overbearing. You're like, you well, get out after like big. two and a half hours yeah. and you're like, wow, like I, I don't really feel good about myself. <laughs> but there was a, uh, the, the five uh, short films that came out this year and it was a really good collection from uh, all around the world where it was just like you got a really good feel for each country. And it was like it was uplifting and at the same time, like serious and a, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to go through um, the five. And the first one was called Sing from hungry and uh, it was 25 minutes and it was about um this high-end uh chorus um in this in this all-girls school and in hungary and this girl who's a new student is a uh, really interested in joining the co- chorus and everyone can join and so when she does and she starts singing with the group and it's fantastic and they won all these awards and the teacher takes her aside and she's like I see you singing, and I'm going to ask you to lip sync and and just mime mm-hmm. the words because she's not good enough. But she still can't cast her aside and not have her be part of it. But she asks her to mime the words and be part of it, but ask at the same oh, time dude. not saying anything. And it kind of breaks her down. And yeah, I'm not going to spoil. Like, yeah, but I'm yeah. not going to spoil the ending. And it's this great uplifting thing. And it was this just this moment of unity. And it was a really good way to kick off the rest of the movies because you really felt felt good Dang. about you know all these little girls coming together. And, and doing something really amazing, right. and then from there it goes to uh, this movie, uh, Silent Nights, uh, thirty minutes. It's from Denmark, mm-hmm. and this is like basically like a full two-hour film, which it could have been condensed into thirty minutes. So in that way, it felt very rushed. But it's about this immigrant experience. This, this man from Ghana is in Denmark, probably Copenhagen or something like that, and um, he I have no other he idea has of yeah place he, in Denmark, so exactly. So he is. Um, Kind of, uh, he's trying to send money back to his family. He's got a wife in Ghana with three kids, and he's trying to make some money mm-hmm. and send it back to them. And he's obviously having a very hard time. And he meets this girl who works at a Salvation Army, and they start a relationship. And then they kind of get together. And then she realizes he has a family, and then there's like this breakup. Scandalo. And then something happens at the end. And once again, I'm not going to get into. But this is a very like a fully realized film that could have been two hours, like I said, mm-hmm. really pressed for time. Well, and yeah, something like that that's played it, that's, that's put into a short film, that sounds more like a comedy premise. This was, this was it was, but it was very melodramatic, and it was it was very, you know, overly done. You see the way, and it was basically to put forward the, the experience of the immigrant experience and, and what we're dealing with in America, and you see it over in other countries, which is really, you know, interesting to see how stuff like that is, you know, thought of and received in in a country, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the third one, Time Code, which is uh, from Spain, which is 15 minutes long. I think this won the, uh, um, the award for best uh, short film at the, uh, the Cannes Film Festival. And this is very interesting. It's uh, these, it follows basically two um, uh, parking attendants at this big parking uh, uh, center. And one woman sees in this time she has to go and look at what happened at this incident somebody uh, like had a headlight broken so she has to go see like if somebody broke it there and mm-hmm. she sees this guy dancing and then she starts she goes out and makes this little dance thing and then she records the witch time it was like a drug movie no it's just like she sees this guy kind of dancing on his own not realizing he's being filmed and then, so to to answer it, she goes out and does this little dance, and then she it's on camera on the it's witnessed on the the overhead yeah. like Big Brother type thing, and then she puts out the time code so she he can watch it, mm-hmm. and it's from then they go this back and forth where they're doing this like collective dance, and it's it's really interesting. Yeah, it's not, very I'm well glad done. You said that. You uh, it sounded like you were going to say it's about these two parking lot attendants. <laughs> Ferris Bueller drives a car in and leaves <laughs> yeah, it there, and they go so, out. Yeah. No, um, the movie I'm familiar with, uh, Time Code. There was an old uh, movie from the '90s. Or early thousands, I, I forget which, uh, starring like Salma Hayek, a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. It was a movie filmed in real time, mm-hmm. and basically they shot the movie four times over, yeah. uh, all in one take. In real yeah, time. no, there's a lot of movie Victoria that came out this past year that was all one take, and it was about 
two hours long, and it was fantastic as well. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, and no relation, right? No I don't think so, no. Okay, all right. But moving in, there's a... Wait, wait, pause right there. You see the warning right there, kids. When you dance like nobody's watching... Somebody Somebody's watching, yeah. Stuff. But in, in this case, it worked out well, and it was it was it was very 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 uh, satisfying to watch. Right. The fourth one was probably the most um, the most heavy in terms of content. It was uh, the Enemies Within um, from France, twenty eight minutes long. Um, basically, this Algerian man applying for uh, legal status in France, even though he's been there his entire life. And as an adult man, and he, and he starts out asking him trivial questions. It's him sitting down with another guy getting interviewed for his papers, basically. Mm-hmm. And he starts out asking questions. He's like, you know, can you name four rivers in France? He's like, yeah, the Rhine, the Rhone. He's like, listen, I graduated with honors. I've been a teacher in this country. He's like, I don't understand the question. And then they get more aggressive in their questioning. You feel like he's starting to get interrogated. And then you realize maybe this guy had something involved with this kind of uprising and these meetings that he's been to and then it's like these they become like enemies and they're like literally fighting each other because one guy's trying to see if he's right to live in France and the other guy's like I've been here the whole time I'm innocent mm-hmm. and then uh, he, the guy wants him to offer names of who he's been with and it's just really this kind of this moral play these guys play out for over 28 minutes and it's very heavy and very like uh, kind of depressing a little bit, but it was very well done. It was acted extremely well um, and very moving uh, towards the end of it as well. Um, and then the fifth and final one, which is a very pleasing one as well, nothing really heavy going on, is called The Woman and the TGV. TGV is um, this Swiss train that passes through... Um, Passes through the country and everything like that, brings okay. people all over. So, like, so, so this high end, this high end, you know, tube. And this woman basically every day times the train. She knows when it's going to go by. She has this house that's literally on the tracks. And every day when the train goes by, she reaches in, she grabs her Swiss flag, and she waves. Mm. And then all of a sudden, somebody writes to her from the train saying that he's she's the greatest part of his day because she sees him waving all the time. And she's this lonely woman who hasn't really got much in her life. Her husband has died. That we realize. Well, that's still. And then they like- have this pen. There's this like pen pal relationship with uh, with each other based on just them seeing each other in passing even though they don't know who each other are and it's it's uh, it's it's very like wholesome very you know positive and it's very good way to send out all these movies but okay, as a collection like a watching them it's a very you know it's an it's an up and down experience and i thought that the, the collection of of the short films were, were so strong this year and it was it was done very well so um in terms of who might take home the the prize of of, of the, the best live action short film i I'm, oh, no, I'm parking lot know, but it's, it's great parking lot dance i think oh. Oh. <laughs> if you see it man you'll you'll appreciate it it's great okay all right but yeah that's it i mean there's very strong bunches here like i said it's it's got a little bit of everything so as as a collection it's 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 fantastic it takes about two and a half hours to sit through mm-hmm. or about half a season of uh futurama oh cool. <laughs> if you're if you're doing that which i've done a lot of times so if you sit through that you can sit through this okay okay right? all so. right that's right. it. Yeah, the last one was from uh, Swiss. So there's no American uh, films in there, which is good. Go. It's which, it's a good. good. Way. Yeah, it's a it's a good way to go out and you know get some culture. You know what I mean. But do it like quickly. You know what I mean. It's not <laughs> si- not sitting through a giant like two hour Swedish film that a lot of people aren't like at when you suggest they are going to like laugh at you. This is a good way to like absorb some of what's going on in the world. And you, you, it's, it's a good. You don't see a clown. You know, make pancakes in black and white. <laughs> yeah, sit there looking extra sad. Yeah, this is a good like a little snapshot of, of some text on screen. You have no idea what what it, what it says. <laughs> and fin. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's a good snapshot of, of of you know the the climate of the world. You know what I mean? And it's 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 good. It made me feel good leaving there and everything. So okay, cool. Yeah, man. Dude, I'm glad it was a positive experience for you. I usually miss these things every year, and you're like right on the ball. You know? Yeah, I think they're going to be doing the the animated shorts as well soon. And that's um, what I'm really excited. About. I love yeah, those are great as well. Yeah. But yeah, these this batch of of, of live action ones are fantastic. Uh, like I said, the last year's ones were a little too, little too heavy. You know what I mean? It was definitely like there was a lot of different stuff. I mean, that's the thing is like the culture of the world changes. Mm-hmm. So there was definitely a, a more upbeat stuff going on this year, which left a positive impression. All right, cool. Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna turn it over to my man, just Johnny, real quick. You got an indie? Yep. Oh, sorry, you got an indie game that you want to uh, lay on us, real quick, my friend. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the game is called Ghost 1.0. The Ghost 1.0. And it's a <laughs> it's a <laughs> roguelike Metroidvania style uh, 2D shooter. 
You got so, a couple more terms you want to throw at us there? Um, is, 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 is a puzzle like dungeon crawling, <laughs> pen and paper? Dungeon crawling, no puzzles. Uh, you can have a pen and paper if you want. Mm, pen and paper, underwater racing. Yeah. So this is a, a video game. It's available on Steam. Uh, you essentially play as this um, uh, this robot. Pose- you are an operative. Mm-hmm. Uh, this um, and you're well. All right. So you're playing as the robot that this uh, operative is controlling, and the operative. Uh, remotely controls this robot and goes around uh, infiltrating this uh, floating station in space that is responsible for manufacturing all of the robots. Think like iRobot. You're like There's a drone a, strike leader type character. Uh, so you're, you're a covert op and your your job, you're hired by uh, these other two uh, sort of nerdy programmer dudes. Yes. Uh, you're hired by them to infiltrate and sabotage uh, what's going on at the station? Uh, and sabotage is a loose term. They're sort of figuring it out as you go through. Mm-hmm. And as you're going through, um, you sort of learn um, the main, the operative, the one that's controlling, uh, the one that's possessing these, uh, this robot. Um, when you say possessing, now do you mean possessing like Oddworld, possessing mm-hmm. like uh, like Psyop possessing? Because that would be awesome. If these weren't my drones that I sent in, if I'm just taking over the minds of enemy units, because that in itself is always badass. I myself have been very jazzed about games where you get to be that sadistic weirdo from a distance. So possession is... uh, All right, so this is sort of where the game gets its uh, main mechanic and its name from, is that as the operative, you are able to leave your ghost... your. Sorry, leave your your Android body mm-hmm. and then go into sort of a ghost form, but it's sort of like matrixy. Sort of, you are like a bunch of like bits, but you're in the shape of a ghost, like a techno ghost. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're able to sort of fly around this this uh, infrastructure mm-hmm. and then possess other robots that are in the infrastructure, whether they be worker robots or uh, um, security robots that are sort of there to kill anyone that's infiltrating or anything like that. So you're able to go around and um, possess other robots and uh, sort of trigger, forcibly trigger other security systems that are going into place, all the while figuring out uh, the story of who you are, because you slowly realize that your own character doesn't realize who she is, Mm -hmm. uh, and that sort of ties into the overall plot. which is also the plot of why the other two people, the other two main characters that hired you, why they have you in there as well. They also they don't really know, but everyone sort of collectively figures it out as it goes. But essentially, it's a two D platformer, mm-hmm. uh, and um, I would yeah, it's a two D lows, man. Because I'm I'm, I'm jazz. It's a two D platformer, but. Dude, you offered up the term possession. Yeah. Yes. Uh, ghosts. So. And the. It, it doesn't. <laughs> other than the possession, other than the possession mechanic, um, it doesn't do anything that's uh, too different from what you've seen in other games. But it, as a, as that big giant jungle of words that I sort of came up with, it does have a lot of elements of a lot of other games, and it sort of borrows all of these things and puts it together into its its own game to make itself Mm -hmm. and it does it pretty well it has very intricate mechanics especially with the roguelike stuff so every time you're going through um you're getting unique drops and unique power-ups that you're collecting off of enemies that you kill or from uh whenever a security alarm triggers you you kill all the enemies in the room and then you get a bunch of presents and power-ups as a reward Mm -hmm. but what happens when you die is that all of your power-ups drop at that spot Ah, so 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 then you resurrect, and the resurrection is actually kind of cool because you're playing as a robot. Mm -hmm. The resurrection is a 3D printer. (laughs) (laughs) So it's that I I had to give my hats off to them for figuring that one out. Uh, And then you have one chance to recover some of your power ups, and that's sort of the roguelike element because you don't know what power ups are going to drop. And then when you die, you get punished by losing most of your things. But there are permanent power-ups that you can get as you play along that stay with you even if you get reprinted. Uh, And you're going around this uh, big giant map, uh, a la Metroid Castlevania, Mm -hmm. and you're figuring out, um, you're gaining access to new areas that you weren't able to previously access before through, like, key cards. Uh, You're able to build yourself up to get new abilities, like double jump and then hover. 
Um, well, and standard stuff, man. But okay, yep. would you recommend it? Because I'm not getting like much new stuff, but you still seem kind of jazzed about it. Yeah, it's. I would absolutely recommend it if you are a fan of roguelikes or, and I'm not saying like and, uh, mm-hmm. because you can be a fan of any one of these genres. Yeah, you gave and, us like seven of them, though. Yeah, and definitely enjoy it. It's uh, The cutscenes will sort of the cutscenes and sort of the the voice acting is a little. That's oh, probably the, the weakest acting. point. There is, yeah, I was actually oh, that's surprised. That's rare for a two D for two D yeah. indie game. Yeah, um, are we are we talking like what am I fighting for? Or are we talking more along the lines of uh, my phone? Or, yeah, <laughs> I'll be the guy, yo. Or are we talking like you know, um, uh, um, house of the house of the dead? No, don't come. It's, no, it's on the before. lower level of what is acceptable, so it won't, oh boy. It won't, make, it won't make your ears bleed. Uh, it's not good, but it's also not bad. Like, it's fine that it's there. I didn't, like, block my ears. I didn't try to turn it off or anything like that. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's don't expect anything fantastic. Gotcha. No Castlevania. Um, all right, yeah. so you can play with your pants off, but just know you'll need it. Oh, I'm saying sorry. Okay, so what's, uh, what's it available for, man? It's available on PC through Steam. On PC through Steam. The game is Ghost 1.0. Ghost 1.0, yeah. All right. When you revive, you're revived by a 3D printer. So I guess in, <laughs> in the Ghost beta, it's uh, what, Dot Matrix, and you come out, you're like green and white striped. It's run by, it's like Super Rad Ray Gun. <laughs> or a Game Boy game. Old, sorry, I'm, I'm old people. Pat, you're making your own game over here, and that sounds great. I'll take that one. Awesome, awesome. I've got investors. All right, well, the voice you just heard right there belongs to Mix Macabre, who's going to give us the latest and greatest info on 2017's KatsuCon. KatsuCon, my favorite convention all year. Is it? I just, I always look forward to KatsuCon. It's at the Gaylord National Harbor, which has a beautiful, I know, you do this every year, Pat. I got mine out last year. I worked it out. Every single year, I come back from KatsuCon, and I say, I went to the Gaylord National Harbor, and Pat, just so you know, Pat, it was at the Gaylord. <laughs> National Harbor. <laughs> and it was extremely like double plus gay this year mm-hmm. because uh, for those who are not hip to the anime zeitgeist, Yuri on Ice came out this year. Oh, yeah. And it that. is a, uh, how do I put this? A gay ice skating anime. Mm hmm. And it's not uh, just like the implied yaoi like gay. It's like gangsta pretty, ice skating animes of exactly, the past. exactly. I believe you've explained this before, and I was absolutely fascinated. <laughs> gay ice skating yeah. anime? No, it's really, it's really good like, anime. I but feel like yeah. we did explain. There were a it, lot of them. At the mention of the Gaylord National, yeah, the I, probably, Gaylord I probably like you know, laughed like couldn't breathe. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, but have ever seen cosplayer photos in front of a gazebo, that this is the infamous gazebo yes. convention with an atrium hall. Um, this year we were blessed with wonderful weather. Oh my god! I mean, Katsukon is mm. often plagued by blizzard travel days. You know, one year uh, I think it was 2013, our car spun out. We almost did Mega's wow. crazy times. It, but uh, this year everything was like 60 degrees. It was beautiful. Yeah, the convention it's itself is one of the larger ones. Uh, I don't remember the exact attendance, but it's in the it's in like the upper thousands. Like not well, yeah. not nothing like Anime Boston is starting to hit the 20,000 mark. Katsukon's probably like. Maybe ten thousand maximum, maybe more toward eight thousand. Yeah, that's a good. It's that's still a, that's that's what you want, though, it's right? Getting, get it's getting there. It's getting there. A little bit too. Oh yeah, then you get Anime Boston's ridiculous these yeah. days, and and then you have Otakon, the like white whale of yeah <laughs> East Coast conventions. But uh, Katakon, um, it's a really interesting convention because it's kind of a mixed bag on the types of cosplayers you get. You get a lot of those high. I don't want to say high end cosplayers. But, my phone thought I was talking to it for some reason. It's a sexy voice. Uh, I'll talk to it. I just on, threw it on the busy. floor. Uh, for those watching us, I just threw my phone on the floor uh, so that my phone would not use my full name that I told it to call me. Oh, wow. That, uh, yeah, I'm going to listen to that which, one later. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, uh, I, I think we're just being haunted by the Ghost 1.0. Yeah, Ghost 1.0 set my, set my Siri off. Um <laughs> But uh, anyway, so Katsukon attracts a lot of the, I hate to say big name cosplayers, because personally I'm not the biggest fan of like professional cosplay as a concept, but that's Mm -hmm. a whole rant for a different day. But you get really quality cosplays Mm -hmm. at this convention. But then on the other hand, you get a dude dressed as Macho Man Randy Savage, who was doing the voice all weekend, and he was so good. And then my personal favorite thing that happened all weekend, I want to give a shout out to the Party Wizard Squad. A shout out? Part shout out. Okay, all right. That was <laughs> shout out. Annunciation is important. Yes. To the party wizards. I mean, if you party hard enough with these wizards, man. <laughs> and they were a bunch of dudes all dressed in various colors of as Gandalf. 
with mm-hmm. staffs made of beer cans that lit up on the end, and they just kept speaking in a wizardly voice. Party and, wizards, I like you know, it. Nice. they would they would like someone would come up to them and be like, "Yo, can I get a picture with you?" And they'd be like, "Yes," and they'd all put like those those like the shades with the slats on it on like party uh-huh. shades oh, yes, yes. be like oh, you yeah. come to us now at the turn of the party like you know they get to an elevator one of them would yell fly you fools and they'd all these slat shades down the line Kanye's yeah it was the Kanye's alright but it was it was just they were really great and that's the kind of stuff that Kazakhan really breeds this great culture of you know really like incredible Overwatch cosplayers I saw insane Overwatch cosplays. There was a junk rat there that their hair lit up like it looked like it was on fire. It, if you don't know this character, his hair is on fire in the game. Yeah. And someone made a wig that had not just li- like LEDs, yeah. but little puffs of like vapor. It was wow. insane. Wow. People are insane. That's dangerous. Got, yeah. And then, and then on the other hand, uh, I got a picture. Oh, I forgot to send this one in. I have to do it. Uh, Evil Kermit. For those who don't know that meme, oh, yes, <laughs> it's yes. uh, you know saying you shouldn't do something, and then Evil Kermit Evil says to you, yeah, you know, yeah. do it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I actually yes. went up to him and I was like, "Hey, buddy, can I take your picture? I don't want to interrupt you." And he goes, "No, interrupt me." And it was just so good, <laughs> like just so, such a quality convention. And uh, the lo- again, the location is at the Gaylord National Harbor. For those who don't know, that's outside DC, about fifteen minutes, and it's this insane, almost like La La Land place of. There's the giant hotel. There's a couple other hotels nearby. There's a lot of places to eat, a lot of great places for photo shoots. And the convention itself, while not technically a 24-hour con in the sense of, like, MAGFest, which has things running 24-7, they, yeah, have, they yeah. do have panels that run very, very late. There's a really good dance. Uh, I know that Greg Ayers always does DJing at Katsukon. All right. Now, I, I remember over the last um, the last couple of years, well, last year especially, yes. there were uh, some problems yes. with, the, um, with the events and so, the dance. I personally, with paneling, yeah. still do not like the policy they implemented last year. For those who don't know or recall, they now require you to purchase a $40 panelist badge to mm-hmm. run panels, mm-hmm. which benefits those who would otherwise be purchasing a standard rate pass. But I think it's absurd that they still require members of the press or members of the dealer's room or artist alley who are already paying. Now, those people already paying to be there, a vendor or an artist alley participant, have purchased their table space. They still need a $40 badge. Mm -hmm. So it's unfortunate that I've stopped bringing my Girl's Guide to Hentai panel to this convention. But at the same time, it now affords me more availability to attend different things. And as for the dance... But the hentai goes wanting. The hentai hentai never goes wanting. Don't worry. All right. right. Uh, I actually... uh, one of, the, dry up. one of the first times ever I had someone ask to take a selfie with me for having dubbed a hentai. So oh, that was cool. Nice, uh, nice. So this is funny. Actually, I slipped and fell on some water at the convention <laughs> and had to go to medical. When I'm in a unicorn. Really? So I'm in a unicorn kigurumi. So I'm in like a unicorn footy pajamas. <laughs> and I slipped and fell and I twisted my ankle badly enough that I had to have it iced and wrapped. So medical comes with a, put me in a wheelchair to get me over to medical. And I'm sitting in this wheelchair at a unicorn kigurumi. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's how they went extinct. Out of my way, <laughs> mortals. Make way for the unicorn queen. You know, and it was very, very funny. People took pictures of me like in the kigu in the wheelchair. Because it was funny, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. posing and stuff and the gentleman who helped me uh we were getting to chatting and i was saying he was like oh where were you off to i said you know i wanted to go to a hentai panel and he goes oh i don't want to be crude but i i have a large hentai collection and we were kind of chatting about it and uh Ooh, i mentioned that i had done some voice acting for hentai and he was like can i get a selfie and it was kind of very <laughs> affirming for me it was really cool he didn't happen to have your video did he no but you could purchase it at the media blasters booth in the convention so i don't know if he went did that, but I told him where to find it. And he said he already owned that one, actually. He was like, wow. freak, that's why he was freaking out. He's like, I may have that one. <laughs> but, <laughs> he, he knew exactly where it was. He where exactly, like, but it was, it was actually really funny, like, not to harp on medical, but like, they had uh, all these Batman like, bed sheets hung up to make little <laughs> cots. There was a uh, there was someone who spoke Japanese who was too drunk to remember how to speak English, and he just was yelling that he couldn't find his cell phone. And you know, I have to say the, the funniest panel I attended at the convention was you know, slipping and falling and going to medical on Saturday night. But uh, no, they they have really interesting stuff. I went to a couple different meetups. Uh, both. I just want to pause real quick. You know that guy's dressing as you next year. I can only hope because it's a pink nurse uniform. So yeah. God bless you, sir. Nice. But uh, 
there were some really great meetups. I walked past the Borderlands meetup because uh, I had a couple of friends that were cosplaying from that. And they're just crazy. Uh, for those who don't know Borderlands, all the characters are cell shaded. And people, you know, uh, another thing that people would do is like Archer cosplay. They do this for. And they would draw the cell shading onto themselves. And it was just really, really well done. I tried that. That's really hard, too. So Yeah. One of the best things I saw all week on Sunday on my way out, uh, there was somebody dressed as a coup from Samurai Jack. And he was like four, oh, 14, really? That's 14 great. feet That's tall. Back too, and it's I know, be so in March. Good. Samurai Jack coming like, back. I would, I would have done the Scotsman from Samurai Jack. You, Scotsman. you can do it. <laughs> yeah, come to a con, Samurai man. A solid week of like, <laughs> yeah, the show's like, coming back. You gotta help me save my wife. Oh, Actually, my wife. on my <laughs> birthday, Cartoon Network now has, if you go to Cartoon Network's website, they have every episode on there streaming for free. It's so good. They just put that up early in the month. But yeah, one of the one of the best best things though is a full size Snorlax with uh, someone in it, like a cosplay, and mm-hmm. we will have a picture of this because I, I took a picture. Okay. And it just was blocking, not blocking for real. You could still walk past it, but mm-hmm. blocking a door and people pretending that they couldn't walk past the Snorlax. Wow. And then an Ash walks out and has his little like poke of flute, <laughs> and then the Snorlax <laughs> waddles away, and it was just such a right. <laughs> and that's the kind of culture that I feel Katsukon in particular just breeds this kind of jovial, uh, a little bit less on the competition side of things. You know, I see anime Boston, it's taken, a lot of people take cosplay very, very seriously there. You know, they pose for pictures. Which is almost ridiculous when you think about it, though. You know what I mean? You're dressed up as a goober. You're dressed up as a goober. You can't. I'm a goober. You're a goober. We're all goobers. Let's goober together. Yeah, let's have a good time. It's funny when you take it to to that level where it's like competitive. It's like, you you look at us right now, right? You can't look me in the face without kind (laughs) of seeing the absurdity of it all. That's something I find that it attracts a good breed of people who put a lot of effort into their cosplays or you know there was somebody with like i think it was like a printed out picture of bernie sanders head with a little bow on it and in a schoolgirl uniform and it was just (laughs) hilarious and it was just like bernie senpai you know it's just but like but like that level of just silly irreverence and they have a really good merchants hall they have really good anime dealers room and uh not my thing, but the dance I hear is like extremely good. Uh, they have really interesting DJs that come and do it. People that are more known, and uh, most of my friends that I was staying with went to the dance and all said that it was like spectacular. So Katsukon, I think, is one of the better East Coast anime cons. You know, it's like an eleven-hour trip down from here because with traffic, and it's well worth it. I've been going for many, many years, and always relish the opportunity. Uh, from what I remember, last year. Uh, you went to Katsukon, and it wa- there was some issues you had with it. Did they resolve those this year? So, yeah, it seems like whoever they had who kept moving panels, for example, uh, the game room was being really weird about letting people in with certain costumes that had pockets, which was insane to me. Like, what am I going to do, stuff a PlayStation in my pocket? But they seemed to be way more, I don't want to say lax, because they're definitely security was doing its job, and the convention seemed to be well run. Mm -hmm. They definitely seemed to be more on the money this year. I don't know if they had a change of staff, but things definitely seemed to be much more on point. There was even a way that you can go on the Catscon website and look up photo shoot times, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, just it just seemed like it was run pretty well. Unfortunately, real quick... uh, the convention wrapped itself up early on Sunday. It seemed like there was another event moving in Sunday evening yeah, that was booting us faster. Um, for example, the dealer's room normally closes around 3. They were closing at 1.30. That's a big detriment to those in the vendor hall. That people throw money around Sunday afternoon. They, you know, That last hour and a half, that's a couple hundred dollars of sales for certain booths. Uh, I don't have the exact information on what was coming in right after. I do know that CPAC is coming in later in the week, which is its own controversy. But it seemed like while we were leaving, uh, let's just say serious-looking men in suits were checking into the hotel. And I found out that later that evening... A lot of places, such as the famous gazebo where people take pictures, were now roped off from cosplayers. Technically, the convention ends Sunday, but many cosplayers, due to the holiday weekend, do stay on until Monday so they can do photo shoots, etc. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the convention was kind of shooing them away from public areas, and there's been some discussion of that being unfair. I don't quite have all the details, as I had obviously already left by then. Mm. All right, so... Katsukon. They've cleaned up the rack, but still kind of um, fine. This may be the Gaylord itself double booking, which they are known for. As a couple years ago, they had, for example, a Jewish youth conference the same damn time. Oh, I was there for that. Yes, as, as Johnny <laughs> can attest, that was an interesting time. It was awesome. That was hilarious to watch. But less hilarious 
for some of the more serious convention goers. All right, all right. I, I just imagine like there's there's like the Jewish youth. No, they literally uh, were roping yeah. us off from each other. It was it was quite the time. It was quite the time. Wow. Okay. Well, then I guess they get down with the bondage and weirdo. <laughs> okay. So, sorry. Um, okay. So Katukan. Funny enough, that's the panel that I slipped and fell on my way to. Okay. Thumbs up for Katukan this year for sure, and definitely a big thumbs up to the way that it was run. I feel they definitely took feedback from last year's experience and made the convention much more coherent, and it seemed like they really had their stuff together this year. Awesome. Thanks for cop. Thank you very much. Yeah, enjoyed going there. All right. And I want to thank you all for joining us for another fun-filled episode of The Geek Down here on WEMF. I want to thank my homeboy, my partner in rhyme, Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. Good to mm. see you, Pat. You too, my man. I want to thank Just Johnny. Yep. I want to thank Mix Macabre. Yay. I want to thank DJ Herbie Herb. Thank you, dude. And I want to thank you, lovely people, for joining us. Uh, you can catch us every Monday nights, 9 p.m., right here on WEMFRadio.com. In the interim, however, you can also catch us on SoundCloud. Just search Geek Dash Down on the iTunes slash Geek Down with the first result that comes up. Subscribe, y'all. And you can always see our lovely faces on Twitch.tv slash The Geek Down. Also, if you go to WEMFRadio.com, Radio.com and check out our bio page. All the social media links are there because I know I threw a lot at you. And all that good stuff you can see and hear for yourselves and get a taste until you join us again next week right here, Monday nights, 9 p.m. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, be excellent to each other. Peace. Peace.